You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G Network. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bellas Podcast. Yes, welcome back. Well, you guys know us Bellas are all about our businesses. <laughs> that is right. So today we have an amazing conversation with Amy Jo Martin about entrepreneurship. All right, here we go. Happy Wednesday, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Bree, and this is the Bella's Podcast. Okay, Bree, so you didn't tell me how hard it was going to be to record this podcast after I had Mateo. Oh, tell me about it. I'm literally recording this from my closet. It's the only place I can get some privacy. Well, we're twinning because me too. Air cheers. So let's pop that bottle. All right, you guys. So the nice thing about living in Napa Valley is you get introduced to more wine. And I didn't think that was possible, but I got introduced to this new wine called Mira and they make this delicious Pinot Noir. So Nikki and I are opening up with that. It's light. It's nice. You have to let it kind of open up for a little bit, but, um, Ooh, this is silky and smooth. <laughs> I have to say, you know, when I started becoming a wine drinker, I mean, first I was getting at Circle K in boxes and brown bags. And then when I upgrade a few more dollars besides my two buck chucks, Pinot Noir was like the first I started drinking. That was my first type of wine that I really liked. And then I stepped away from it. But I have to say, I really do like this Pinot. Yeah, I feel like Pinot Noir is the easiest kind of vintage to drink, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, I don't want to say the starter or the beginner, but it has that that feel. But you know, one thing I have to say is I loved all the interaction from our listeners on last week's talk. And so, you know, we've been seeing all of your feedback on the Bella's podcast Instagram, and we will be in the future bringing on a relationship expert to talk about the breadwinners. And so definitely stay tuned for that. So, Nicole, 
How's Mateo doing? Oh. Any updates? Yeah, you know, these teeth aren't dropping, but today um, he had a little scream and I looked and it looks like one's kind of starting to break through skin a little bit, but he's just been in a lot of pain, which is so hard because, you know, he'll be three months on October 30th and to see just him be so little and go through this is tough. And I will say... I was telling Artem, he is on clockwork. He loves to feed 12.30, 3 a.m., 5 a.m., wake up at 7.30 a.m. I mean, it's clockwork. Literally, I laughed today because every time I looked at the clock, he was on the dot. I almost wanted to screenshot at like 12.30, I mean, it, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, we got to kick out nuts. of these times. Mama got to sleep. Right. And by the way, he's going to be three months on Halloween, the 31st. No, your baby boy is going to be three months on Halloween. Mine's on the 30th. Oh, well, no, three months is November. No, he girl, was born August 1st. Not all the months have the same days. So everyone thinks you just do 31, 31, 31. That's not how you do it. No, but the, no, no, so no. isn't that how... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that's how you do it when it comes to you talk about months, but then that's why people go by weeks because the weeks are different. Well, so I have a baby calendar, unless it's wrong. No, I know. It's called the baby age calendar. And so it says three months on October 30th. Yeah. Well, so this is my thing. That's why people always will tell you their baby in weeks because months are different. But so he'll be 13 weeks. I'm at three months, so then yeah. Yeah. So October 23rd is 12 weeks. Tomato, tomato, who knows, who cares? I mean, are we really good? Yeah, let's just go back to sipping this Pinot Noir. I don't know. Right? Should we debate about it? Because we can. Mm, Yeah, maybe we'll save that up for Match of the Week. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just can't believe I had my first mommy debate. That was pretty nuts. Yeah, well, welcome to the club. There you go. Wow. Well, it's interesting because Buddy, I have to say... This week, so we went to the pediatrician, and uh-huh. there is a lot that's different from Arizona to California. California is very hardcore with vaccinations, so I don't get to go to a normal pediatrician. Yeah, I have to go. I go to a naturopath, which is okay because I went to naturopath in Arizona, but I also went to an MD as well for my kids. So you know what I found really crazy about your appointment is when you told me that she said Buddy wasn't teething. But he's showing all the signs. Didn't you say you felt a tooth? So the thing is, is I I felt like I saw a couple signs. But honestly, I don't really think he's teething. I just think because I've been around you that I'm like, well, maybe he is. He's (laughs) chewing on stuff. He bit my nipple twice. She said no. And like, you know, they they know it. Right. And she asked me, she's like, do you remember with Birdie, like how old she was and like all the symptoms? And I was like, honestly, it's funny to say, yeah, it was just three years ago. But it does feel like a lifetime ago. Like, I remember Birdie got super drooly, got the fever. Right. But I think she was four or five months when her two bottom teeth came in. But Birdie was a slow teether. That's the one thing I remember the pediatrician telling me about Birdie. She was a really slow teether. She's like, yeah. so sorry, Mom. I was like, well, thanks. Okay, this sucks. But, you know, what? it's like what they all say about that total mom fog is that you forget all the bad stuff that kept you up all night. Right, I could see that. You just forget it all, and you only remember the good stuff. So, I Which don't know. Which is great. It, it should be that way. But I feel like that's Mateo. I think he's a slow teether, because it's been almost three weeks. And 
they're just taking their time, but that's okay. Yeah. It's fine. But wait, you know, I did forget that Mateo did a half roll this past week at Breeze with Buddy. I think it's because he I really wanted saw. to like, Mateo's a little monkey. So he's like a koala bear, how he holds on to me. So I felt like it made him do a half roll so he could koala Buddy. I agree. And, you know, I love because literally I feel like, and you were saying this, how Buddy calms Mateo. Like when you see them together, it's like they're, and obviously I do call them spiritual twins, but it's like they're legit siblings. Like they're used to each other. Well, they are. They're half siblings because we're identical twins. Yeah. Well, is that a real thing? Yes, that's a real thing because we share DNA, silly. (laughs) So they share DNA. Well, I'll tell you the one thing about- I took the brain side. Just kidding. No, you did not. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you the one thing about having kids at home it's been awesome to work from home, but, you know, Brian and I definitely downsized moving here to Napa Valley, and I'm obsessed with my house, but I don't have an office here, and Birdie will come walk in at any given moment when I'm doing anything, but I actually feel like I need an office now for for work. Yeah. You get why now there's offices. <laughs> yeah. I actually feel like I can't work from home anymore. Like, I was telling Brian this earlier. I'm like, Brian... Literally, I was on a Zoom meeting the other day. Nicole, do you remember? How many times has Birdie come and just... It's like radar. She'll be building in her room and she knows I'm on a Zoom meeting and comes sprints and like has to say hi to everyone. I know, but you know, I say it always brains my day because she always says hi to me first. So I know, but... It always makes me super happy. But no one else's kids interrupt the meetings. It's always me, I feel like. Well, I know, but you have to think in those moments, you're the only one at home with them, correct? No. Oh, well then, girl. Not always. Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, you had to see the other day, Emily had was picking up Bird after she was saying hi to you. Yeah. After that, that big project meeting we had, and Emily's like trying to maneuver her out. <laughs> I mean, I was like watching, and I didn't really want any expression on my face, because on Zoom, everyone can see your face. But in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like... My daughter's wild. Right. But yeah, I so I started to look for offices for us, which I actually have to say, I think I found some cute ones in downtown Napa that I was like, this could work for a little bit. But um, I'm so I'm going to go tour them this week to see. But honestly, I'm like, if I want to keep going in work and business, I have to get out of the house. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. Hmm. <laughs> I love that. I wonder how many people are with you on that. I'm sure so many. But I feel like so many people are like, see, you can work from home. Right. And I used to be like that when I had a house with an office. But I'm literally right now in Buddy's nursery, even doing this podcast. I feel like I'm constantly hiding to do work so people don't see me to come interrupt me. You know what I mean? And so I feel like it's distracting, but it doesn't make me as involved mentally because in the back of my head, I'm kind of like, is Birdie going to come in? Is Birdie going to come in? Like, it's weird. Yeah, that actually would be like a hilarious internet show, but to be like a fly on the wall, like have a camera and all these different mom and dad's homes of like spaces they're hiding in or however they're trying to avoid their kids jumping in a Zoom meeting or on a podcast recording or whatever. Think of all like the stuff we would see. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know what you'd see too? How many times Brian will lip things to me? I'm like trying to listen. I'll look up and he's mouthing something to me from across the room. And I'm like, I want to so badly go, what? What? And I'm just staring at him. And I'm like, 
how does he think I can actually understand what, A, what he's saying, but like I'm trying to pay attention. Well, and no matter what, they're interrupting. So it's like, just interrupt. (laughs) Right. And it's just like, he's behind the computer, like mouthing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Brie, you know what? We should actually, I would love to get our listeners' thoughts and their opinions on things that we're doing in our careers. So I want everyone to head to the Bella's podcast Instagram because I'm going to put up a poll because Brie and I have some business ventures we want to get into in Napa Valley. And one of them is having a wine bar. Well, wine tasting room, right, Brie? Um, Not just with our wine, with a bunch of different wines. I think we have to throw a hard alcohol in there, but a place where you can just like totally live it up Bella style. For people that travel to Napa Valley, is that a place you would want to go to like a Bella bar? What would you call it, Brie? A Bella lounge? A Bella wine room? Yeah, I would say a lounge because our ideas, it's going to be really chic and nice. But at the same time, like it'll be fun. But I feel like that that's a lounge. Right. Like a bar, you kind of walk in and yeah. it's more grungy, like get me some no, you're right. beers type of fill. Yeah. Like, so the thing is, it, it would be like us Bellas, right? So you'd be partying like the Great Gatsby and have that feel. So... Would you guys go to something like that? Would you like that from us? Um, We have all these cool, cool ideas for it that would just make it the place that you'd want to be at. Wine taste, maybe have some martinis, listen to some music and never leave. So that's one thing we're looking into, which we're super excited about. Yes. Yeah. Also, Nicole, we have to let everyone know too that coming soon. So obviously Black Friday is a big day for fun shopping stuff. But our book, Incomparable, we're going to be doing a big thing for Black Friday. And we actually have, Nicole, is it a paperback that's coming out? Yes. So Nicole and I did all these signatures. And so you can get a signed book, which would be a fun like holiday gift. So you'll be able to get your hands on that, which is great. I kind of miss talking about Incomparable. It was like, I felt like it was something that came and went so fast. No, but see Total Bellas, which is debuting November 12th, Thursday. So everyone mark your calendars. But you have to think the first few episodes are about Incomparable. So I feel like our book is coming back. Oh, yeah. Because think, those stories that were really hard for me that you know I've already spoken about, I bring that up to mom for the first time on reality television. And that was not easy with any of my family members. I mean, Artem and I literally had to sit down for the first time to talk about it. And it's always so hard because I do these things for the first time because I want people to know our real reactions in life, right? Like I like being real on reality TV, which is funny how we have to say that. But it's also really hard because you have these cameras and, you know, production looking at you too. So you're kind of not just telling this person, you're sharing a room with like 10 people and everyone's looking at you and you're sharing it, which always makes it so hard. But that's our first few episodes of Total Bellas. So Incomparable is making its way back. You know, Nicole, crazy talking actually about our book because on the podcast today, you guys, we are going to be playing one of our conversations we had with Amy Jo Martin during our virtual book tour, which is crazy, Nicole. That was what, in May? Because our yeah. book came out May 5th. Yep. So we talked to Amy in May, you guys. Um, so we'll probably be breathing hard in the interview because we were pregnant. <laughs> But um, we actually, we talk about a lot of our business ventures, but I have to tell you, you know, I follow Amy Jo Martin on Instagram and she blows my mind. I mean, not only does she blow my mind when it comes to branding and entrepreneurship, but 
she literally, and I don't know if she sold her house or she rented it out. She didn't go in that much detail, but they packed up and literally she's like, that's it. We're not living here anymore. We are going to have life for a little bit on the road. We're going to live in an RV and we're just going to travel around. And I've been following kind of her travels and her story. And it's really crazy to me because Brian's always wanted to do that, but I don't have enough guts to do it. And I I feel like I am a traveler and I, I would like something like that, but like she just did it. And I have to say, I don't know, there's something about that that just makes you like inspired in a way. Don't you think, Nicole? Well, yeah, I think for you and I, we did it 13 years with WWE. We were those gypsies on the road traveling. So I think that's why this time in our lives, we don't crave it. Instead, we're like, let's head to wine country and live there. That's kind of our RV life in a way. But I love people who've never done it. I think it's so amazing that they experience that because for me, I think it's just so beautiful to experience different parts, not only of our country, but of the world. And also there's no judgment and like, hey, if you want to just like sell all your stuff and get an RV and travel around and that's going to save you money and on top of it, stress and all these other things like, oh my gosh, go out and doing it. No, I'm not saying that's why Amy did it. But I mean, for some people who are like, you know, afraid to make that step of like, what are people going to think? go for it. Because I feel like what you see on the road when you travel that way is breathtaking. You can't see it from airports. You can't see it from downtowns in certain cities. You really got to get on the road and travel it. Yeah. It's cool because she was talking about how, you know, they didn't want to be anchored to a home. So they wanted to travel for a while. And I loved because she posted, she was like, turn your someday into today. And I was like, whoa, that's like really powerful. And, you know, you'll see in our interview with Amy Jo Martin, she does do a lot of what if blank. It does make you think like, well, what if like, like what could happen? Right. And I love how she does that because it really makes you kind of take that first step of like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I've been wanting to do. I'm actually going to do it. Right. Well, and I just love Amy's brain and her advice about entrepreneurship. She's just so intelligent. And, you know, Amy was someone who was definitely dominating in Amel's industry. And I have always found her so inspirational. And so even just as an entrepreneur, talking to Amy is so amazing. But then how she does view the world and like decisions in life. I agree. I feel like we all need to be challenged more in that way of being asked those questions because it helps you find who you are, what your life purpose is. And as we all have seen, I think during this pandemic, life is short and we need to live our life purpose. We need to live what we want to do, not what anyone else wants us to do. And, you know, one thing I'm learning is I can see very easy how you can adapt on being a mom because these kids become your whole world. And I, I now so easy can see how you totally lose yourself and, It becomes just them. But like you really have to think about you and what you want to live for too. And you can't let that go. You can't let those dreams go or you can't do things because you're a mom or what are they going to think? Like if it's in your heart and you want to do it, you got to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, I'll say after this interview, Amy really pulled a lot out of me and I'll never forget because Brian actually used to have a book club with Amy Jabarton and I remember I talked to Brian. I was like, you know, you talked to Amy a lot, Brian, and you you told me how powerful she is. But 
she really has my mind racing and I'm really like starting to be like, okay, looking at my businesses and saying like, what's authentic to me? Mm-hmm. Is this my brand? Is this myself? Because the one thing I do like what she says all the time is you don't brand yourself. You are yourself. That is your brand. Like she's always honing in on that. And, you know, we always talk about being authentic, but I I just feel like I've had to really rethink a lot of things in business mm-hmm. and a lot. Like, Brie, are you being who you really are? Are you going with it? And you know that, Nicole. And so- totally. Amy Jo Martin's just one of those people and I'm so excited for our listeners to like get to know her and obviously you guys when you do hear this it's her interviewing us so you know you'll be hearing our side of stuff but go check her out her Instagram is Amy Jo Martin and it's Joe like J-O there's no E and you'll be inspired by a lot of stuff if you want to start a business or if you're strictly running your business through social media, she helps you out with that. But one thing she just started that she kind of got inspired on being on the road, which I think that too helps, right? When you get out of your typical everyday element, you go try something new, you get creative. But um, she started a new course where she's helping people. It's She's calling it Humanize to Monetize. Mm-hmm. And, you know, She wants to teach people about the exact skills, strategies, tangible step-by-step actions. You know, when you're getting these brands started, companies started, obviously the big impact is to help you with income, but not to waste your time, to use your time. And yeah, and like she doesn't even email. You got to see her whole post about like, you don't need really? an email. Like email can, she does this whole different thing. Wow. She's like, and talking, like talking about how email can actually waste a lot of your time because you're thinking about it. And actually today on my walk with Brian, I go, oh my gosh, I need like six emails I have to get back to. Totally. And so I don't know, you have to, everyone just go dive in into her IG and that'll lead you to her website. And you're going to be a little blown away. Totally. And by the way, is she, is it because she's about phone calls, correct? Is that what it is instead of emails? Yes. But also how you can like, I don't know if it's an app that she uses that kind of feeds through it or what it does. Yeah. But I think on her emails, literally, she just has a, an automatic response to anyone that emails her, I think. Well, I mean, I will say I double think about emails all the time. And I mean, I kind of do this with texting with people too, who don't know me well, is I always feel like I should do a smiley face or an exclamation mark because I don't want them to think like I'm upset or I'm cold or I'm not a warm person. And I'll sometimes do that on business emails. Like I'll put a smiley face and then I'll delete it. And I'm like, oh no, I should put it back. Or I don't, I'm, I'm so bad about that on like what people are thinking of how I'm writing to them. That's the one thing that sometimes can bug me so bad about emails and texts. It's crazy. And I know I can't be alone in that. I know there's a bunch of smiley face people out there too and exclamation marks. Oh my gosh, I'm the same. <laughs> that is so, well, I, cause I see you do it, but I do it too. And then all of a sudden, will you ever look at a text chain and I'll be like, oh man, I just threw up 10 smiley faces. Like shit. Yeah. Now they probably totally. think I'm a psycho. Like I'm on some happy pills. Like, wow, that girl's happy. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm trying to close some deals. <laughs> no, it's just called big time people pleaser. Yeah. And you and I right. are that. 100. How many times do you and I try to kick it out of us? We just can't. You know, I have a life coach for that and I just can't kick out the pleasing. Nope, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> we were made that way. It's fine. 
All right, you guys. So let's just get to it because Brie and I had an amazing time getting interviewed by Amy Jo Martin. I know you all are going to enjoy it. So stay tuned. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh, yeah. And you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, It's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. 
Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer. And some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French Vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Hello. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. really good. Thank you. Awesome. We'll hop right in to give you a little bit of background. So the show is Why Not Now? Most of the listeners that are listening, they ask themselves the question of why not now through the lens of their careers. So the fact that you are both, you know, you have several businesses, entrepreneurship is your your game, but obviously why not now applies to anything. So Can you tell me about a time when you had a big decision to make and you had to ask yourself, why not now? Yeah. So this is Brie. I'm going to start because both Nicole and I, we have different ones, but my why not now would definitely be the time I wanted to sign with WWE. You know, it was funny because when the opportunity came and I saw that they were on this search for women wrestlers, I was instantly like, yes, doing it, going to diva search and becoming a pro wrestler. And I didn't realize how hard Diva Search would be and that I wasn't their look. But the bigger thing I didn't realize is how my family would take it. Because after doing Diva Search, I didn't go all the way, but I did, my sister and I both got an opportunity to fly to McDonough, Georgia to get in the ring 
and auditioned again as wrestlers. And after we did that and we went back home, my sister and I in our heads were like, game over, we're doing this. But my family, it was crazy. They all had their opinions, very strong opinions, why they didn't want us to do it. But the opinion that meant the most to us was my grandfather. My grandfather was so against it. He was just like, no, you guys can't be wrestlers. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have kids, like not go wrestle. And shortly after that, my grandfather passed away. And my sister and I, you know, he was like our dad. We were so close and his death came out of nowhere. And it was so weird to kind of, have a passion for something and love something and want to do it. But then the one person you love the most leave you with this opinion. And um, it was really hard. And I didn't, Nicole and I both didn't sign right away because of that. And then at the time too, I was living with my boyfriend and we were together at this time. It had been over two years and he was kind of the same. He's like, we've invested so much time into this relationship. You're just going to pick up your stuff and go to Florida and wrestle. Like, what about me? And I had all these things that were in my personal life going on where it kept making me feel like, I guess I shouldn't. But then there was something inside of me that said, no, you need to do it now. Like this is your time. And I kept listening to that voice inside. And I finally was like, I said my prayers and I'm like, pop, pop, I'm sorry. I feel this and I know from heaven, you're going to support it. And I looked at my boyfriend and I'm like, if we're meant to be, we'll get through this. But I just, I packed up the car and I drove to Florida and I started to wrestle at a developmental program called Florida Championship Wrestling. And then the rest is history. Like if I didn't take that leap of faith, if I didn't listen to that voice inside, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I I can't wait to dive into that more and kind of dissect that moment when you went from idea to action and talk about that intuitive hit that you got and then how you fostered that over the years because um clearly you know it has it has paid off and also just the influence that we have around ourselves when when we're making these big decisions and it can it can weigh so heavy sometimes heavier than that intuitive voice but uh okay so let's hear yours Nikki and then we'll chit chat about both Okay, perfect. So I believe this is a Why Not Now. Our memoir, Incomparable, just came out. And I shared two very intimate stories that had happened to me in high school that dealt with rape when I was 16 and then when I was 17. And for so long, I had held this secret in that, you know, my, my sister knew, one of my cousins knew, a few friends, and then my ex-fiance and now Artem. And it's something that I've kept inside, just have held on to for over 20 years because I felt so much guilt and shame and blamed myself. And it was kind of crazy because it took me to get this incredible platform from the WWE, Total Divas, Total Bellas, where I ended up getting such an intimate connection with our fandom that we call the Bella Army. And when I started to hear all these stories of these girls or these women and just what like people had gone through and how I inspire them or motivate them to become better, I started to be like, I I feel like I should share my story. And then the Me Too movement happened. And I just saw these women start talking and 
I kind of started to realize like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like these women also blame themselves. They think it's their fault. They're carrying shame and guilt and it's not their fault at all. And when it really like hit me was when we were writing with our ghostwriter two and a half years ago. And I was talking about these stories and I was still blaming myself. And she finally looked at me and goes, you were raped. That was out of your control. You are not at fault for it. You did nothing wrong. And it started to help me free me of my shame and my guilt. And I've been in therapy for a long time, but it was like, finally, I just got to the point, like how hard this is going to be to share my story. I think of all those girls in high school that go through it, college in their twenties, thirties and beyond. And if my story can help them not carry guilt and shame and blame themselves for over 20 years, like I have then to me, that's winning. And that's why I ended up sharing my story. How powerful as well. It's as I've been listening, I've been listening to the audiobook and your stories that you shared, they really are transcending what, you know, everyone has kind of heard and seen, whether it be on uh, Total Bellas or it's what, you know, we've known as far as some of the reality um, and social media. And so I just, I just a hat tip to you both for going a little deeper and, and uncovering some things, difficult topics, because the platform that you have, it's so powerful to hear your story. Like you said, Nikki, it's like I've heard before, you know, if you feel if you have a secret or shame, paint it red. <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of what you've done here. Let's kind of start there, because I imagine the entire book was a why not now given you did go to those depths and talked about bullying, you talked about your relationship with your father early on and, and how that's also evolved. But what was that conversation like with the two of you when you decided, okay, are we really going to go there? Was there kind of a, a pros and cons list? How do you make those decisions together? You know, it, it is crazy because it is a lot of thinking. There's a lot of sleepless nights and there's there's a lot of pros and cons list you're making. And my sister and I, we were just kind of like, we have a story that we do feel like people will relate to and that will help people. But are we ready to share it? And are we ready to talk about the people we love and that we've always protected? But at the same time, Nicole and I always told ourselves that if we're going to do reality television and we're going to put our lives out there, then we have to fully be open. Like we can't pick and choose. We need to let everyone know everything because that's your duty. That should be your duty as a reality star and let people sit at home and relate and go, thank goodness I'm not alone. So that's how we also started talking about the book and being like, okay, let's, let's do this. Right. And Brie and I also, we never really wanted to tell like our full story too, because we felt like for so long, like we would be portraying ourselves as victims and we never wanted to be portrayed that way. And then we just started to realize over time that like, no, we're we're not victims. We're actually survivors of our own story and we're heroes of our own story. And if we can do this, imagine all the people we can help that can do this, that we could teach that you don't have to be a victim and actually you should talk about it. And here are the steps and here are what, what we've gone through, but look at where we're at. We didn't let it have us fall behind or take that bad path. We decided that we were going to go down a good path and be good human beings and, and survive. 
Amazing. I, I look at your brand and I just think about, I've probably been following maybe for about three years or so, but familiar with wrestling in the WWE back from when I had clients and the WWE was too. And I've never seen a more intense fan base, you know, coming from professional sports and working in the NBA and then lots of other leagues. I've never seen anything like WWE, even UFC. And I was able to go to WrestleMania in 2012 in Miami when Dwayne Johnson was a client. And it was my first ever WWE experience and nothing like going to WrestleMania for your first one, but insane. And so you've carried these fans with you through these other factors of life and kind of made that leap from superstar diva persona storyline to like total reality. Was there a tipping point that you realized, okay, this is it. We're actually, we're not superstars anymore. We're actually transcending that in a way that now you're entrepreneurs. And I can't wait to dive into that. But was there a moment where you're like, oh, this is happening, that something big is changing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'll never forget when we started to do the spinoff of Total Bella. So mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. time, we were already at the height of our career in WWE. Total Divas was a huge success. And then we got offered to do the spinoff for Total Bellas because they said people want a deeper look into our personal lives. And I remember taking that deeper look into our personal lives. You start to realize the things you really want because WWE, we're on the road every week. Um, Next thing you know, you're going 300 days a year. Like you're traveling the world. Sometimes you don't have time to stop and think about the other things you want. And I just remember thinking so badly, I want to be a mom. I just remember starting to be like, I I probably need to kind of think about my next chapter in life because unfortunately you can't have a baby bump and do drop kicks. So at some point you do have to evolve. And so I remember that being a very profound moment for myself and really listening to myself and just kind of being like, okay, Brie, like, here we go. Like we're going to become more of a woman. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, for me, it's very similar to what Brie says, but I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My mom was an entrepreneur and I always looked up to her and loved how she was just such a boss. I loved it. And at a very young age, and I think because, you know, when my dad had left the house at 15 and just dealing with the guy issues that I dealt with at a very young age, I never wanted to rely on a man. So it gave me such independence. And I always thought of independence was being self-made and being an entrepreneur because you never had to depend on someone. And when I started to see that happening as we were WWE superstars and then these reality stars, it was crazy how the doors were naturally starting to open. And I was like, wow, this is, this is actually really it. Like Brie and I can right now grab the bull by the horns and be who we've always wanted to be as these entrepreneurs And then I remember when Bree spoke to me when we were on a play one time, like, Nicole, you know, we can't always throw drop kicks. Like there's going to come a point where our bodies aren't going to last. And it was crazy because that's like the moment when the flashlight went off and it was like, this is the perfect time. I think they say light bulb, Nicole. Something that created light went (laughs) off in my head. And um, it was like, this is the perfect moment. This is our time to be the bosses we've always wanted to be and take those chances of being entrepreneurs. 
ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Bree and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. That is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. So let's talk about business a little bit. So when you, I mean, in a way you've been entrepreneurs I imagine it's, it's like you said, it was in your spirit with watching your mom, but, but when you're, you're just learning about running and owning your own business and you've got several now, what have been some of the biggest lessons? Gosh, for Nicole and I, I mean, I think one of the biggest lessons we learned is to take your time and have patience. The one thing is, is when opportunity comes your way, it's so hard not to get excited and jump on it immediately especially because Nicole and I were young girls, we never thought this opportunity would ever exist for us. So I think sometimes we, out of habit, we kind of think to ourselves like, oh my gosh, this is the only opportunity we're going to get. We got to grab it and not let it go because we'll never get it again. So we definitely made a lot of big entrepreneur mistakes in the beginning because we went too fast. Yeah, We didn't like fully put our business plan together the way we should have. We threw it together. We didn't allow ourselves to have patience and look at every I that was dotted, every T that was crossed. We did things a little fast and financially it hurt us a little bit. And then also it caused like a bigger mess. And it's something that we learned and now we take it into everything we do now. But I would say, Hanukkah, the, the way we moved so fast we in the did, beginning. Well, and, you know, one of the reasons why as well, and I would just love to teach people this, is when you're self-made and you hustle hard, the minute someone shows you a belief in yourself, so like, I believe in their idea, I want to invest, we just jumped right into it because we couldn't believe this one person believed in us. But we needed to believe more in ourselves, I realized, and really shopped around that idea we had to who would be the best investor. Like, 
we should have interviewed more people or looked into more people. And I think that was our mistakes in the beginning. We were just so excited that someone wanted to actually try with us. And Bree and I are, we have strong loyalty, but when we look back at it, I always tell Bree, and we've made this mistake a few times. I go, we get way too excited when someone (laughs) wants to work with us or likes us, but we really got to shop that around because you got to believe in yourself before you want people to believe in you. And that's one thing that I think sometimes we can forget when we're starting a company. Okay. This is great. This is like having a little masterclass right here. So entrepreneurship (laughs) lessons, take your time, pace it. Um, Also needing to believe in yourself just as much more even than, than other people's belief in you. That's so good. Okay, so clearly you guys have the hustle factor. You always have. But then, Brie, when we started off, your Why Not Now, really the genesis and the epicenter was around that intuitive voice. So my question for you both is how do you know when to make things happen versus let them happen? Because this is a lifelong learning for me, and I am totally getting schooled left and right. I usually in the past would just force it, just make it happen because I knew I could. And it wasn't a good look. So I'm trying to learn from yeah. as many people as possible. But how do you decide? So, you know, I'm an extremely spiritual person. And I I believe that sometimes things are supposed to happen and we don't see the big picture. We always look at the small little steps or all the small little puzzle pieces to put the big picture together. But sometimes I feel like I have to let go and and trust my angels and my guides because I believe in all that and, and trust the way it's supposed to be instead of me always trying to spend all this energy exhausting myself, making it happen. And every time I feel like I let go and I allow things to fall in place, it happens. And I'm like, wait, was it really that easy? Because it shouldn't have been. And then there's times where I've exhausted myself to make it happen and it fell apart or it didn't work. And so I, I, you know, and it's not everyone's spiritual. So I know sometimes it's hard for people to understand that or see that, but for myself in my life, um, that's really what's worked. And even like my sister yesterday was upset over a certain interview because it got cut short and all this stuff. And I was like, Nicole, it was meant to like, trust me. Like it, it was exactly what it was supposed to be. You got to let go. Cause you don't want to ruin the rest of your day being upset about the first interview of the morning. <laughs> I'm like, you just, you have to know, like sometimes things happen and there's a bigger picture in the end that we just don't see yet. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with Brian. I mean, I think you definitely can't just expect things. It's like, for instance, if you want to be the best soccer player, you have to practice and So for anything that we strive to be, we have to practice towards that. But one thing that I have learned and where I agree with Brie is what is meant to be. Sometimes it is so easy to focus on that one door that closed on us where we don't see all the other doors on the side that have opened. And sometimes there is a reason why that door closed and all these other ones have opened, but we just got to open up our eyes and look left and right and go through those open doors. And then that door that closed sometimes comes back down the road or in the end you look back and you go, I'm so happy that didn't work out for me. So I know for me is anything that I want to do or be, I work hard at, but when something doesn't go through or I, or I fail at something, even though I tried so hard, I realized like this just wasn't meant for me and there's something else out there. 
it's powerful, I think, hearing this from you both because you do have that side of the spectrum where you are, you know, when to put your foot on the gas. Are there any tips and tricks you have on how to listen to that GPS, that inner compass? Like, are there things that you do or uh, any kind of any tricks? Yeah, you know, Nicole and I, it's crazy, but we're really big on listening to or just feeling that gut feeling. Like when there's something inside that tells you, okay, slam on the brakes and you just know like inside, like something doesn't feel right. I don't know. I think I, I'm, I'm not supposed to go into this hard. And then there's times where you're so excited and it feels so right. And that's when Nicole and I know, let's hit the gas. Mm-hmm. Everything's aligned. It feels way too good. Let's do it. And we're really big on that. I think our mom always told us growing up, like live with no regrets. My mom was really big with that. So Nicole and I are big, big believers on just taking the leap of faith because failing is okay. Cause if you don't fail means you didn't try. And if you don't try, then you're going to be 50 years old with your glass of wine and be like, what if, Yeah. and we don't <laughs> want the what if no. And you know, something else that my mom would always say was like, always like, what's your definition of success? And when you define that, like for me, true success for me is happiness. So that has always been my definition of it. So wherever, however successful I get, if happiness is at the end in the bank, then I'm happy. Like for me, it was never about money signs or how many followers or anything like that. I just know that if I'm happy, nothing can bother me. Nothing can tear me down. Whether I could afford the purse that I love in the magazine or not, or this new car, as long as I'm happy, I've realized me as a human being and my definition of success, I felt rich no matter what. And my life coach, she told me this one thing about making decisions and if things are right for you, that you you get in this meditated state and, and you sit up and you don't have your legs crossed and you ask yourself a question like, is this job right for me? And if your body sinks down, you know, it's your intuition saying, no, it's not. But if your body holds itself up high, it's your intuition saying, do it. Go for it. Take hit, the leap of faith. Hit the gas. Hit the gas. <laughs> and so those are two things that have really, really have helped me to where I know when I'm with Brie in wine country, when I'm 50, I'm not going to have any what ifs. I'm going to laugh about my failures and I'm going to toast to my successes, but at least I won't be saying what if. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that could be a, a label down the road. For, yeah, you know, exactly. Just, just have a glass and shoot the shit and say, what if? And that kind of brings me around to my next question is, do you have mentors that are advising you just in life or on the business side? Yeah. So my sister and I, we, we have a life coach that we talk to all the time because we do feel it's important and just the therapy any of that, you need to be able to express yourself to someone who isn't, I, and I don't want to say close to you, but like a family or anything, like someone who looks at it as neutral or yeah, someone who's neutral and it's a different perspective, but to really help you keep reminding yourself to listen to the voice inside and with all the chaos in the world and how busy our lives can be to not ignore that. So we definitely feel like our life coach is like our mentor. And then when it comes to business, we definitely have a couple mentors that we always go to who we can ask constant, constantly ask business questions to. And that's helped us grow as entrepreneurs. My sister and I, we never graduated college. We don't have a business degree. 
And that's why we made a couple of the mistakes we did in the beginning. But having business mentors who've been through it, who have made mistakes and will tell you all about it, even though we've made our fair share of them too, but to have business mentors guide you definitely help. And we have a couple that are on our team that help us. And honestly, without them, it's really hard to grow. Right. And I think one thing that's really helped Bree and I is having these mentors, especially our life coach, is we share the same core values. And she's always taught us that, that share the same values. And I feel like that's personal or professional life, but it makes it so much better when they share the same values. It's like how they mentor. It's like you just become inspired and they just open up your eyes in such a different way. So I always suggest that when you have mentors, really make sure that you share the same values. So when you talk business or you want to move in a certain direction or have this vision, you know that they're coming from where you're coming from. And I think that's, it just makes you happier in the end with business. Oh, so key. I call my mentor, my friend tour because she's a good friend too. Uh And, um, and it's until recently, it's always been men mentors just because of the industries I've been in, but now having a female mentor, which is amazing. Um, and usually, you know, usually we're not talking about business. We're talking about life and that ends up helping me make my business decisions. So with you have very full plates and you're they're about to get become even more full and you're juggling so many different things what time management tips do you have it could be the smallest little tricks or it could be something big but bring them all what do you what do you have in terms of just efficiency and productivity tips so we're very lucky because the one thing my sister and I have always been great at is being a tag team um I think that's What's helped us, you know, really thrive having three companies, having our brand, filming a reality show, having a podcast, a YouTube channel, is we help each other with our schedule and our time. And Nicole and I are the type of girls we look at, we'll look at our week and be like, what's most important this week? Do we need to concentrate more on Birdie B? Does Nicole concentrate more on Birdie B this week? Bree, you take Nicole and Breezy. Nicole, you remind Brie of YouTube, Brie, you get everything together for the podcast. So we definitely were lucky because we're a tag team (laughs) and we take that into business. But also we just, we're constantly looking at what needs the most nurturing and whether it's even personal, like there's definitely been times where Nicole's needed a little more of, you know, a couple days off because if she's going through something and then she understands with me, if I'm going through something. Um, so I have to say we, we've been really good at just constantly planning our weeks, our days. We have to write out lists and we really do concentrate on what needs the most attention, um, in our lives at that moment. Gotcha. And how do you manage, do you make like to-do lists on paper? Do you have, do you make them on your computer on on an app or how do you manage your to-do lists with everything you have going on? So Bree and I are very old school. Uh, I mean, well, Brie, you, you type out and print out, but I like to write everything down. Like I still, I have notebooks and notebooks of notes. Uh, I, I still carry my daily planner around. Like some people see my person like, you still carry a daily planner. And I'm like, <laughs> like yes. a day timer type thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally have my monthly book or my year and it's little, but I have to write everything down, whether it's appointments 
to meetings, whatever it may be, even like errands. I do a to-do list every day and I like checking stuff off my list. Yes. Um, and we have bulletin boards, so we're really big, like putting it up so you where you could see it. Yeah. Because I need to be able to visually see it or I'll forget it. So, and that's why I tried to do it on my phone and I forgot more meetings and interviews because I just, my phone, I don't look at all the time like that. So we do, we have to do it the old school way, write it out, pin it up, get the cute little to-do list pad. I like it. Yeah. It's better that way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same as well. And final question. And, and again, huge, huge hat tip and bravo with your new book. What advice would you give to that, that younger self? Let's say, let's say they're just getting ready to graduate from high school. So the advice I would give is um, to just dig deep and find all that courage and bravery and confidence you have. Because for someone like myself, it took me to almost 30 years old to find that. And I wish I just would have allowed myself to find it earlier, but I was insecure. And so I, I just wish I could tell my 20-year-old self, my 18-year-old self, like, Brie, you, you have it in you. Just dig deep. You're brave. You're courageous. You're strong. And you have a lot of confidence. So enjoy it now in your 20s. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, I would say it would be to be fearless. You're stronger than you think. And make every moment count because it does. I'm so grateful for you sharing your wisdom. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having us on. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so happy that we finally were able to get on. You are true inspiration, by the way. Brie and I always talk about you. Oh, you two are the sweetest. Yeah, strong, badass mama. Well, likewise, likewise. I'm a big fan. And geez, it's just going to be amazing to see how your journeys continue to unfold. Um, So thank you for sharing them with us. You're doing very important work by sharing what you're learning. Thank you so much. That means a lot. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes. And thank you so much, Amy Jo Martin, for gracing our podcast and for all of us to remember that if we stay true to ourselves, our brand will flourish. Ah, Amen, sister. I love that. And make sure to tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bellas Podcast, so make sure to follow us at The Bellas Podcast. Until next week, remember to stay fearless. And you'll always go Brie mode if you drink along with us. See See you next next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say, Bye-bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.